I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, and with me is Jake Jackman, who's going to go through the results roundup from the weekend's fixtures. Yeah, thank you, Louis. We'll start off with the Friday game, um, which saw Middlesbrough beat Stoke 2-1 in a relegation clash at the bottom of the table. Big win for Middlesbrough. Um, moving on to Saturday, Cardiff and Preston played out a 0-0 draw uh, at lunchtime. Fulham, with perhaps a surprise result of the week, which we'll probably come on to later, beating Leeds 2-1 at home. Huddersfield getting a big win over Nottingham Forest 2-1. Hull convincingly beating Birmingham 3-0. Swansea getting a big away win against Luton uh, 1-0. Barnsley getting another big result against Millwall 2-1, one of the informed teams in the championship Millwall were before that game. QPR and Charlton playing out an entertaining 2-2 draw. Reading easily beating 10-man Derby 3-0 with the help of a couple of penalties. West Brom and Brentford drawing 1-0. And then Sheffield Wednesday beating Bristol City 1-0 yesterday. Yeah, thank you for that, Jake. Um, some great results as ever uh, around the Christmas period. Any particular games that you'd like to pick out that you know come across as a big win or a surprise for you, Jake? Um, there's a couple, but when, when I look down the the fixtures and the results, there's not really a big, a great deal of shocks. A lot of them went sort of the way I thought they were going to go. Okay. Fulham beating Leeds is a big one. I thought that was a a surprising yep. result. Um, especially after Fulham's recent run. They'd obviously lost three in a row. They'd have lost four in a row and maybe slipped out of the playoffs. Maybe there would have been questions about Scott Parker. Um, Leeds weren't quite at their best, but they were still probably the better team, had more of the possession, but Fulham played quite well on the counter-attack. And it it might be that these sort of games suit Fulham a little bit more, um, playing that counter-attack and style of the attacking players they've got. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a really good win um, with Onoma getting the winner. A uh, big, big goal for him as well because he's been... You know, he's always been a player with a lot of potential, had a few championship loans, but yeah, it seems that at Fulham he's getting a run in the first team and that was a big, big goal for him. Uh, the other one, I guess, is, is probably Barnsley um, yeah. winning 2-1. But Millwall were the, the form team going into midweek and I even thought they were outside better to the playoff. We spoke about them last week, but the thing with the championship is when you go on four or five wins, you need to follow that up with, with some consistency and, and, and they couldn't do that at home. And huge, huge win for... For Barnsley, you have maybe the in-full player in the league in, in Connor Chaplin up front, scoring yeah. goals for fun. Um, and that formation with Wood- Woodrow playing a little bit deeper is working really well for them. Um, the managerial change, a lot of people didn't know about Struber, but uh, as we've said a lot of times in the podcast, Barnsley are one of those teams that seem to make a lot of good decisions when they, when it comes to recruitment and managerial appointments. They seem to be quite on it uh, for a club of their size. Um, and Yeah, to, to get three wins in, in their last six... Uh, in the last five, rather, only losing one of those and moving up just one point below Luton um, into 22nd position. They had a really strong week, and I think, uh, I think they're going to be a team that 
others don't like playing against. If if you look at the the goals they scored, thirty one, thirty one goals at the bottom of the table. That's the most in. It's the third most in the bottom half of the, the division, below only QPR and Cardiff. So they've got goals in the team, and and they're starting to be a little bit stronger at the back. So yeah, definitely a form team. That I'm sure we're going to come on to later. But just a quick one uh, before we come on to players and maybe the results for you, Louis. Was uh, yeah Sheffield Wednesday winning? Maybe wasn't the biggest surprise. Definitely a big win over a, a playoff rival, but. Um, I thought Sheffield Wednesday had been one of the four teams in the league, as shown by their league position. But the penalty later on, I thought, was a questionable award. Uh, going back a few weeks, um, I think James was talking about the Preston penalty um, that was given against them against uh, West Brom, uh, another questionable one. Um, there's always a lot of talk about championship refs sometimes, maybe not being up at the stand of Premier League referees. Um, there's been a lot of problems with VAR in the Premier League, but these these goals that have been going in, these penalties, the one of Preston, that point could cost them. Same for Bristol City yesterday, especially against a rival, uh, gaining three points on them when perhaps maybe it should have ended nil-nil. Um, do you think that the Championship needs to, uh, the EFL needs to start investigating the possibility of bringing VAR into the Championship, or do you think there's still too many problems with it and, and it's better to go on as you are? I think at the minute you're right in saying that there's been loads of questionable penalties recently. Like you, you discussed Sheffield Wednesday off air, you know, the Atinuiu, um was definitely a soft penalty. At first glance, I thought to myself, it wasn't a penalty. You know, there wasn't much uproar in the crowd. Um, he, you know, it was touched. Um, and, and even at the replay, I thought it, it was very, very soft. Um we only have to go back to the Fulham Leeds game that you touched upon as well, um, Jake. Where you know Fulham's penalty after seven minutes, what Mitrovic converted was also a very, very soft penalty, as the one like you talked about Preston against West Brom. I think at the moment, you know, it's very much swings and roundabouts in terms of teams getting penalties. I mean, I can straight away, being a Wednesday fan, say that you know we conceded a penalty at Derby that shouldn't have been. Uh, we should have had a penalty against Hull that was not given. And there is, you know, these questions arise for every club during the course of the season. And for me, it's a case of you win some, you lose some. Some days looks on your side, others it wasn't. It was for Sheffield Wednesday this weekend. And again, I can look at that and think, you know, even though we probably deserved the win on the day, it probably wasn't a penalty. Uh, but then other games we've, we've lost points and, you know, we, or, or we should have gained penalties in fixtures and, and have not been given. So it's very much swing, swings and roundabouts. But in terms of your question and answering that, I think it's a case of uh, waiting until a few more issues are ironed out with VAR at the minute. As you said, VAR is, there's still a lot of controversy around it. Um, and yes, it's great sometimes. 90% of the time it does overturn decisions that are um, incorrect and, and it, you know, we get, get the correct decision from that. Um, but until, like we say, the minor issues are ironed out because, you know, the, there's not a week goes by without debate around the AR. Um, and whether that, you know, means that eventually it does come, come into the championship, yes, I think it will, and, and quite rightly so. Uh, but until you know, the end of this season and then you've got next season potentially where it does come into the championship. I think that's uh, the way forward. And until that time is, you know, comes, we're going to have to live with uh, referees making a few wrong decisions like they have done this weekend and they have done 
as we remember in the past. Um, but yeah, I think VAR will eventually come into the championship. It's just going to take a bit more time, that's all. Uh, but following on, actually, Jake, I was going to suggest a couple more teams in the results roundup. I know you've picked out your key fixtures and and results. I think the only other two that I'd like to pick up on is Huddersfield had a great win against Nottingham Forest, obviously. Um, I know uh, a lot of Forest fans weren't happy about how um, Danny Cowley set up and his game management, you know, in terms of time wasting in that fixture. Uh, but ultimately, Huddersfield got a huge three points um, which sees them climb further away from the bottom three. And then the other one, the other six-pointer, if you like, which was played on Friday night, was uh, Borough's win against Stoke City. Ashley Fletcher had a really good game and scored a goal in that one. Um, I think I predicted a 1-1 um, result in that. But, yeah, Middlesbrough managed to get the win. And and if I'm honest, if a side was going to win that one, I, I thought it might have been Stoke, but Middlesbrough are slowly and surely... Uh, creeping out of that, you know, bottom three and find themselves five points clear now. So that was a huge win for Middlesbrough. So I just thought I'd mention those teams following on from the big wins and surprises that you'd already mentioned, Jake. But is there any players of the week um, that you'd like to pick out from this weekend's fixtures, Jake, that, you know, you'd, you'd just like to mention? Yeah, there's a couple. I think in the whole game, um, all three of their attacking players uh, played really well. Uh, Gerald Bowen didn't get a goal, but he got an assist and um, was very, very uh, dangerous throughout the game. Mm. Um, you could even argue for him being the man of the match despite not having a goal, but I thought Tom Eves uh, played very well in that one. Um, it seems to be taken to life in the championship now. He seems to be getting better and better, uh, and that's only a positive sign for, for Hull to have that, that outlet up front. Um, he works really well in their formation with the the players he has behind him. So, yeah, I think that he had a positive performance. I'd probably say Connor Chaplin again. Very, yeah. very good pl- display from him. Um, he he played well um, throughout the game and, and obviously got his goal to continue his good scoring run. Um, and in the Sheffield Wednesday game, it wasn't a great game to watch, but I thought Barry Bannon um, in the middle of the park just, just looked to cut above um, the players he was against. Obviously, he got the winning penalty, but it wasn't really about that for me. I thought his passing was great. Um, his delivery was good. He was getting forward, adding adding threat to the front line. Uh, took five shots during the game, which sort of showed the the threat he did offer. Um, and he's always been one one of the solid operators in the championship. But you know, when in that game, he definitely looked a cut above in, in comparing him to to what the Bristol City uh, midfielders were doing. Josh Brownhill uh, was particularly wasteful when you compared that to to Bannon. You just thought he just looked a lot better on the day, so I thought his uh, performance was worthy of merit on this podcast. You know what, Jake? You've took all the players off my list there, so I'm going to have to find somebody else. Uh, I had Chaplin down, I've had Bannon, I've had Bowen. In fact, I'll pick a couple more players. I thought Camille Grzycki was great in the same uh, game um, for Hull. Uh, obviously, scoring his goal, a, a great, delicate goal as well that he, he did score against Birmingham. Uh, and then the other player what I'm going to mention as well is uh, Lyle Taylor. Um, lots of clubs, obviously, going to be sniffing around him in January. Uh, he's been linked with you know, a move away from uh, Charlton, but he had a fantastic game again 
um, for Charlton and, and managed to score against QPR in that two-all draw. So we've picked out plenty of players. So let's move into the topics now. Um, Leeds obviously not winning in two games now, lost against Fulham. Like you said, they, they did play quite well. Uh, but I just wondered, there's an eight-point gap, which is, is still huge at this stage. Uh, but in the championship, we know things can change so quickly. I wanted to ask you, Jake, do you think that there is a possibility that Leeds may not go up? via automatic promotion this season you know I'm I'm not saying that uh, Leeds United are, are, are gonna bottle it you know a, a lot of people are throwing those words around but do you think that you know with another 23 games we've hit the halfway stage that Leeds there's any possibility that they might finish below second um I still think not at this point um even though they lost they still as I said were the the dominant team in the game um I think just look at even just looking at, at at the the league table at the moment they've they've only conceded 15 goals still which is yeah. an incredible record um score 36 as well ranks them um as the second best attack in the league uh, narrowly above a clutch of teams on 34 and 35 goals um so yeah they they've they've definitely done the, the, their performance levels has been consistent and and I thought even though they lost um <laughs> they perhaps were unfortunate to do so. Um, and the draw against Cardiff as well, they definitely should have won that game. I think the only thing with Leeds, there's no doubt in the ability and, and, and the quality. I think we both agree they're, that they're easily one of the two top teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. Yeah. It's just that mentality that, that has come from coming so close so often. You know, you could see a blip coming. Um, I think... The, the sort of doubts about Bielsa's style of play um, and how that would affect the team over 46 games. They were sort of put to bed last year, but the, the drop-off near the end was was a concern, and maybe that's, that's something to consider. They do have quite a squ- uh, small squad. It'll be interesting if they go out and do anything in January. Um, I think they'll probably have to sign another striker because I'd, I'd be surprised if Arsenal allowed Eddie Nketiah to stay there for another half-season considering his lack of game time. So it's... There, there are doubts. The, the, I think the main thing that that makes me think it's that they will hold off this year, even if they do go through a bit of a drop off, is there's not an obvious team to come up and take that spot for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. the Fulham might have been that, but their three losses um, showed that there is some inconsistency there. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are on a good run at the moment, but I think you'd probably agree it's unlikely they'd be able to overturn that eight point deficit over yeah. the course of the season. Preston as well, that they're very inconsistent or at least have been recently. And I think the only team for me that could is Brentford, but again I still think that they're they are inconsistent. They they lose too many games at home against teams that they should be beating. So yeah, I think that there's not an obvious team to come and take that spot. So unless one of those teams goes on an incredible run uh, and maybe goes and wins, say seventeen, eighteen of the of of the last 23 it, it's unlikely um so yeah it, it's going to take something incredible for, for Leeds to drop out of that spot despite only taking one point of, out of the last six hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's funny that you've just listed those other teams there. And for me, there's only Brentford that I think could finish second uh, but you look at the league table and even though we're saying that there's a 10 point gap between them and Leeds um, and I know it's only the halfway stage there's loads of you know games to play and, and Leeds are going to have to play you know again once again the likes of West Brom, Sheffield Wednesday, Fulham, Brentford, Preston etc um, so they're certainly going to drop points but having said that the, the gap is, is still big and I think Leeds have got enough quality and like you said West Brom and Leeds are quite firmly the, the best two in the division. Um, and, you know, if, if you were putting money on two going up, you would obviously pick the top two, uh, West Brom and Leeds. So, you know, I'm not saying that a team will not close the gap. I think that a team could do, you know, like I say, Brent, Brentford, for me, would be that team, you know, if the 10-point gap at the moment. But, you know, come the end of the season, it, it might be only three, four or five points. But, it's still a big enough gap for me to, uh, to say that Leeds should continue and go on and be automatically promoted um, this season. And, and if they didn't do so, then something's terribly gone wrong uh, because they've also got, you know, from next week, they've got the January transfer window. I know you mentioned Enketia, uh, but, you know, they, they could strengthen with, with a couple of players um, where necessary. So, for me, yeah, West Brom and, and Leeds are the two teams. And, and, and for me, Leeds are not quite on that. You know, they're showing more consistency than they did last year, I would say. They had a couple of dips last year, what obviously made them fail and, and, and drop um, drop out of, of the top two. And uh, this year, I, I just don't see it. I think that there's there's not enough... There's, there's no Sheffield United, basically, is there? That's what that's what we're saying. There's no Sheffield United that's, you know, right behind them all the way and, and, and pit them at the last stage. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, Leeds United should be doing it this season. But if we flip that on its head and turn to the bottom of the table, a similar question, uh, but this is one's all about survival. So with the current run of form, Jake, if we look at Barnsley, do you think they can, you know, survive this season based on, on their you know, now undefeated in three and, and great run of form. They were bottom of the table only a few weeks ago and, and now they find themselves only, you know, one point behind Luton in, in 21st. Do you think they can survive this season? Um, yeah, I think I think they definitely can. Um, it's it, They've put themselves in a good position, a position where we probably didn't expect them to be in at this point. So um, for them not to be bottom of the table and to, to have that, run a form under the new manager will give them a lot of confidence. Um, I think looking at the table, you'd say anybody sort of up to to Birmingham um, are still in that relegation fight. 
Um, and it, it's going to need the teams at the bottom of the table to to sort of narrow that gap to those to make it a little bit closer with the likes of Birmingham and Reading and Derby. Um, <coughs> mm. And I think that Barnsley have shown that they have the the quality to, to no, lower that gap. I think Middlesbrough's improvement has been a positive, as has Huddersfield's. Um, the concerns I'd have are, are for for the likes of Wigan, Stoke and Luton. They're not really showing a lot. Um, and for me, those are the three teams I'm really concerned about. But Barnsley, I think we spoke at the, the beginning of the season. We weren't completely down on Barnsley and we thought they, they were going to surprise us. It's taken a little bit longer than we would have expected, but they are starting to do that. And Yeah. The issue is, look at their coming games. They got a difficult game uh, against West Brom on Boxing Day, um, and then they're going to follow that up with, with two, cr- three crucial games really in the championship. They're going to have Swansea and Derby away from home, uh, and then Huddersfield at home. They're three winnable games for them, and, and you'd even think the West Brom one. I don't, I don't think West Brom will be looking forward to going to play Barnsley in their current form. You know, it's only a fixture they can lose. And if they go and beat Barnsley, it will be to be expected. Um, it's it's really a, a no-lose fixture for Barnsley, that one. And it's one that West Brom definitely won't be looking forward to. So I think I think they've shown a lot. I think the change of formation has worked well. Chaplin's coming into form at an important time. He's probably not the person you'd have expected to score the goals with Woodrow being in the team, but he's, he's played really well. Um, so... Yeah, I think they're definitely they've definitely got a chance, um, and and as I say, they're not one of the teams I'm really concerned about at the moment, following the change of manager. So, come the end of the season, Jake, if I have to ask you after 46 games, just a yes or no answer, do, do you think they're going to survive? Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I really do as well. I think I said all from the beginning of the season. I think I predicted Barnsley to just stay up around twentieth, uh, and I think they will do it. I think you know they probably bought you know Gerhard Struber in at the right time. You know it might be a bit of a period where you know up on confidence and and, and it might die off. But I think they've just got enough in attack, like you have mentioned, Connor Chaplin and a couple of others who are doing great at the moment for Barnsley. And I think that with the run of form that they're on, they might just become a bit more consistent. Um, I'm a bit like you. I really still worry about Wigan, Luton, Stoke are still down there. You know, that they've improved a little bit, but still, you know, two points off um, 21st. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to worry a bit about Charlton as well. They've they've not lost in two, but only managed draws. And before that, they'd lost plenty of games. Um, so Charlton could come into the thick of it uh, but yeah ultimately if I, I had to say as well yes or no I, I think Barnsley will stay up um, they seem to be doing really well at, at the minute uh, won three of the last five one of the form you know like you say f- uh, form teams in the league and, and, and West Brom uh, it'll be a tough game against them so that will be interesting um, but it just seems strange after you know only a couple of weeks that Barnsley looked just dead and buried and then all of a sudden uh, yeah, the, like I say, one of the form teams in the league, and and uh, many teams will find it difficult to play them now. Gerard Schuber's uh, manager, it seems. Uh, but that takes us into our final topic, Jake. Uh, and the question is, obviously, is Christmas upon us? We're looking at the new year shortly. Um, so going into the next half of the season, the final twenty-three games, I just want to know if there's any team in particular that you think might be a dark horse in the second part of the season for whatever reason it could be for staying up it could be for getting in the playoffs so it could be pushing for automatics what's your thoughts on that yeah it's a, it's a difficult one um 
I think a lot depends on what happens in January for me. Um, still, still early days. Uh, in terms of that, if if Hull lost Bowen, then I think that mm. you'd quickly write their hopes off of getting to the top six. Um, but I think, I think in terms of getting into the playoffs, I think that the two teams I'd be I'd be keeping an eye on uh, would be Cardiff. I think Cardiff have got a good chance of sort of building some solid foundations now and showing a little bit more consistency. Yeah. Um, and I think may, maybe QPR, which sounds crazy, but I think that they're scoring a lot of goals and they just need to improve at the back. And if they manage to do that, they've got the goals to get into the playoffs. Um, but again, I think that there's probably going to be a lack of consistency that stops them. But they're really the two teams that are currently outside those positions that I think could could get in there. Maybe Blackburn as well. But um, yeah. And and maybe a surprise of a team dropping down the table. I'd say Forest. I think could could quickly. I don't think they'll be anywhere near relegation, but I think they could quickly drop into the bottom half. Um, yeah. I don't think they're showing enough consistency for me. Um, but yeah, I think my main tip I would go for for the second half of the season would be. Um, I'm going to go. What I'll t- I think Brentford to get promoted mm-hmm. in some way. I think will happen this season. Um, and the other one I'm going to go for, uh, the Dar- Derby and Wayne Rooney is an interesting one for me. it would be interesting to see how that goes. He could potentially um, improve their current fortunes, add goals to their team, which they, they desperately need, but could also add a few problems. Um, not sure how he will cope with the championship and the physicality. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps it, he he's one to watch more more so in terms of the red cards than he has the goals, but it'll be interesting how that one goes. But don't have a prediction for them, but I think that depending on how Rooney coming in and how he plays goes, he could change their season from maybe playoff contenders, uh, maybe a little bit far off that, but definitely potential for the goal to run to maybe relegation uh, candidates if it doesn't go too well. Um, but yeah, I think the big one for me, I'd be watching out on Cardiff getting into the playoffs and Brentford getting promoted whether that automatically or or through the playoffs, more likely the playoffs, but I think they're definitely the, the, the best team in, outside of those top two. Yeah, it's as though you've seen what I've wrote down today, Jake, because I'm going to repeat what you've said. I've wrote down three teams. Uh, Barnes, uh, sorry, Blackburn have just missed out, actually. They're, I mean, they're doing fantastic at the minute, um, and I know we're recording on the day they play Wigan, so they, they could potentially jump to um, seventh in the league today, as we record, um, and Whatever it is, I'm not going to say that Blackburn are going to get in the playoffs this season. You know, I think they'll just miss out. Um, I just don't think they've got quite enough quality to do it, um, even though I think Mowbray's doing a fantastic job. Uh, but the teams like you that I've picked out, uh, I'll start with Barnsley, even though I've mentioned them a lot. I've wrote them down as surviving, um, and I won't go into any more detail because I've already done that, but uh, they're one of the teams that I thought will survive, even though they're in the relegation now. Um, I think they'll have a better second half of the season. And then the two teams for me... Um, like you, I've gone for Brentford. I just all season I've said that they're just going to get higher and higher in the league. And for whatever reason, I'm not saying that they're going to catch Leeds or West Brom, but I just got this sneaky feeling, gut instinct, bit like you, Jake, that 
Brentford will probably get automatic uh, will get promoted this season one way or another. Or well, that would mean via the playoffs. I think they'll firmly be in the playoffs this season. Uh, and then the other team again, who's improving since Harris has arrived, uh, Cardiff City. I think they'll be in the playoffs as well. Uh, which you know, again, I know you've said, but may seem strange because they're sat in twelfth position. Uh, but with that, they're only uh, four points off the playoffs also. So, yeah, they'd be my three teams, Barnsley to stay up, Brentford to be firmly in the playoffs and, and, and go up, as would Cardiff to be in the playoffs as well. They're, they're my three dark horses uh, for next season. So very, very similar to what you said. But that takes us into previews and predictions, Jake, uh, which is three key fixtures. Uh, I've not picked out Boxing Day fixtures because... Um, if we record, it's too it's too close to us recording. So I've picked out the weekend fixtures. So starting on Sunday at uh, 3pm, uh, all at 3pm, I believe, um, at the weekend on the Sunday. So first one would be Birmingham versus Leeds. What's your prediction for that? Yeah, I think, I think this is going to be, it's a good game for Leeds to get, I think. Um, I've not really been high on Birmingham this season. Um I don't think they're too great. I'm not sure why they've kept Clot- made Clotte uh, the, the the full-time manager. I think that I'm not sure if he quite has the, the ability to, to manage at this level. Um, so, yeah, I think that Leeds should go there and get a comfortable win, uh, probably without conceding a goal, um, if I'm honest. So it's a good good game yeah. for Leeds to, to get back into form for me. Yeah, same. I, I'm predicting uh, a Leeds win in this one. I just don't think Birmingham have, have got enough to get a result in this one. And, and like you said, the Leeds played well against Fulham. We're unlucky to not come away with a point at least. So uh, I've gone 2-1 to Leeds in this one. I think that Leeds should uh, get back to winning ways. The other one uh, that we've picked out is Swansea versus Barnsley. What's your prediction for that? Yeah, another another big game. Um I think Swansea, there's a few doubts coming in at Swansea about the manager. Um, you obviously got a win at the weekend. Um, and they're, they're in a pretty good position at the halfway stage. Um, definitely playoff contenders. Um, but, yeah, Barnsley's recent form and the goal scoring that they've shown um, probably makes me think they might go there and get a result. So I'm going to go 2-1 Barnsley. Oh, yeah, OK. That's interesting. Um, I found this difficult as well, and this is why I picked it as a key fixture, because Barnsley, as we've said already, are one of the form teams in the league, despite them being 22nd. Uh, but Swansea have unbeaten in three, now won the last two. But for that reason, I've kind of um, just gone with the score draw. I'm, I'm going to go 1-1. I think, you know, it's uh, this Christmas period, there's lots of games being played, and I don't see why Barnsley just can't go there and, and, and get a point. Um, and continue their decent run of form. So uh, that takes us into the final key fixture, which is uh, top versus a team struggling at the bottom, or even though they've picked up lately, but uh, West Brom versus Middlesbrough. What's your prediction for that? Yeah, that's, I'm finding these these fixtures, the, the, I mean, the leads of the West Brom one, I, th- I think are pretty easy to call. I think Middlesbrough have shown improvement, but I don't think they, they've got enough to beat West Brom. So unless West Brom make... Lots of changes like they did against Wigan, um, which caused them a few problems there. Um, Wigan probably should have won that game, to be honest. But unless they make lots of changes, I think it's going to be a, a West Brom win. Yeah, you can't look past that, can you? I think uh, West Brom might turn it on even. They're unbeaten at home this season. We always say that, again, that they've only lost one all season. So I can't see it 
you know, coming as a home defeat against uh, Middlesbrough, where where the next defeat lies. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go uh, a three nil victory for West Brom in this one. I just still again believe that Middlesbrough are lacking lots of quality at the moment. Um, but unfortunately, Jake, with that, we're out of time. Uh, we want to obviously wish all our listeners a Merry Christmas. Uh, but if you want to, Jake, let our listeners know where they can find you, that, uh, now would be a good time. Yeah, you can get uh, get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman uh, with two N's uh, as usual. I'll be um, posting there throughout the Christmas period with the football going on, so so give me a follow there. Also, I was on the Premier League show um, yesterday, which is now out, so give that one a listen where I'll talk a little bit more about Newcastle and what's been going on in the Premier League. Yeah, and I've been your host. I'm uh, Louis Shackshaft on Twitter, uh, football writer, Sheffield Wednesday pundit. Uh, but you can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter also, uh, where we post each show to our pin tweet, so you'll never miss an upload. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.